Welcome to the Healers Rising podcast by Caitlin Diana and the Magic Beyond Boundaries team, where we explore what it means to be a lightworker, starseed, and multidimensional being, so you can live a life full of magic, expansion, and play, because we are, right now, creating the world we want to see. Okay, so last week, we put up a thread that we asked you guys what you wanted to know from a galactic ambassador or have a galactic perspective on somebody from the cosmos that has a different you know perspective than we might and what we do is we go through those questions and we look for patterns we look for things that you guys are asking about over and over again and we bring those questions into one of our team members or potentially to a level of ourselves, right? Because we never know which thing is going to flip through. You can't control that in a way. We'll talk more about that during the accelerator. Um, and we get these answers. So I think we should do the twin flame one first. Oh Just my God. start right off the hop with the yeah. intense one. <laughs> I mean, they're both, let's be real. They're both kind of intense. They but, are both kind of intense. Yeah. So I want to give you guys a bit of a warning. <laughs> these channelings this week um the the beings who step forward to give their perspective have very like strong perspectives on these topics and it can come across very intense and some of the beings themselves just kind of like hold that um expression no matter what they're talking about right so yeah i'm sure caitlin can give her perspective on it as well <laughs> Yeah, so let's remember that when we bring through a channeling, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is the only way it is, or this is the only truth, okay? We are going in and we're asking for a perspective, something to add to our own lensing, our own knowledge for us to explore deeper or to compare it up against our own experiences so that we can make a choice and see how we want to move with the information. And just like each of you guys, each of these beings has their own personality, they have their own level of intensity, they have their own way of speaking, they have their own language, and they will have their own vibrational tone that they pull across to each of you. And you may even hear it as Violet and I share the different channelings, which one we flip into because it will sound different in our voices. And it's funny because I can't control it, it just happens that way and it becomes the tone that you guys potentially need to receive. So <clears throat> the first question we asked was on this whole twin flame concept and what is it? So Violet, do you want to read yours first? Because it's a little, I think, easier to follow and then we'll read mine. Um, sure. Yeah, I can do that. So the question was twin flame soulmates. I have seen so much varying information literally everywhere on numerous sites over the years about these aspects and it's been difficult to get an absolute definition for these which is a great question and we've been seeing a lot of these questions coming up in the group lately too not that that's abnormal it's a common topic but um what i pulled through was a blue avian who the name i'm i didn't quite get right names are difficult for me to pull through but when i checked he's like yeah close enough so the name i got was scalaric sort of it I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but that he said it was good enough. So um, his was very intense. So I just want to warn you guys, be prepared for that. It comes through a little bit intense. So here's what he had to share about the twin flame soulmate conversation. He said, 
This debate has long been distracting your people. The confusion comes from a misunderstanding of the term. For some refer to those ones they are in a romantic relationship currently with as their soulmate or twin flame, when in reality, they are just walking a path together for a time. And although you may feel ecstatic feelings of lust that are signaled by your body's production of hormones, and perhaps you even have a soul contract with this other party to be together in this lifetime in a romantic type relationship, that does not make it so that they are your one and only actually used quotes there. <laughs> that is an oversimplification of the soul contracts and star families and connections that you have with other beings. It's important to remember that many of you have been incarnating for centuries with these same beings as a variety of relationship dynamics, not just of romantic love. For in one life, they may be a parent of yours or you of theirs, and in another, an enemy that you despise. And then in this lifetime, they are your lover. And so it's a good idea to not assign a forever label to a person that you are simply acting out a role within this experience. The other side of the twin flame conversation is one of intense growth and spiritual conflict with another, again, as a form of contract to help you to awaken out of the fog of your human existence and finally break free of the prison that earth can be when walking through your experience as if you have no choice and there is nothing more. For that is the lie that so many of your kind get trapped in and often it can take a large scale event to truly shake you and wake you up. And this kind of soul contract is often an effective one. If you can follow through with your side of the contract, which is not to learn to be with them forever, but to learn to stand on your own two feet and complete the contract and leave this toxic situation for once and for all. You have many soulmates. You do not only have one. <clears throat> and many of you do not only have one partner meant for this lifetime. If that were true, you would not be in a situation to date or meet others. Your friends are your soulmates, your teachers, your family, strangers who impact you so without you planning for it. And of course, your lovers too. And don't forget the team members you have in various dimensions of reality at this time. My advice to you humans is to stop distracting yourself with this storyline. It is not supporting your soul growth. Well, how's that? Tell us how you really feel, right? Right. Tell us how you really feel, Blue Avian. He was very satisfied with that after. He's like, hmm, good. <laughs> Which yeah. if I don't know if any of you guys have like worked with Blue Avians before. And those of you who are this kind of a star seed will probably feel really connected to this tone. It's very intense. That's just how they are. They're very matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Violet and I went in on the same question to different beings. And the one that wanted to come through to share with you guys is a Tigetan Pleiadian. And so you'll hear the tone is so much different. It's a similar message. Like they have a lot of the same kind of concepts they talk about, but it's, it's presented so much different. All right, here's what she had to share. We must first acknowledge that the application of the word twin flame has multiple tiers of meaning built into its grid within the earth languages and intonations. And for this reason, we will need to get specific of the point of origin, origin of this experience. And so let us start here with the experience of finding someone in your reality that feels so alike, knows you, gets you and sees you that the platonic experience within you both begins to block out the rest of the world. As above, so below, as within, so without. You are reflecting the shadows of yourself through the eyes of another. A better term for twin flame is mirror soul. They refract your love and compassion and yet they carry your deepest darkness not yet reconciled within the self. 
They have the ability to trigger within you eruptions of pure joy and ecstasy, but to the same degree, pure rage and anguish. Why? You have programmed each other on a matrix level to refract back that which the other has not yet reconciled and must set themselves free from in order to collapse all that is binding one to the karmic loops of planet Earth. You have left your darkness within them to be reconciled, to be healed, acknowledged, and explored, and yet most feel it is not their own darkness to deal with, but instead the darkness within the other soul that is the other's responsibility. This is not how the mere soul relationship works. The mere soul, once they have reflected the cataclysm of a dark night, or perhaps an emotional eruption, is programmed to stand down, to lose interest, to step back. They are programmed to leave you standing on your own, to face your shadows and to set yourself free. The feelings the eruption caused are for you to follow deep into your soul to uncover the parts of you that you have buried or attempted to step away from. You, be, you may be so many lifetimes away from the original time of this trauma, but the work is just the same as it is playing out in repeat every time you incarnate, even though your mind has forgotten the detail. You must surge in to integrate, forgive, to release, and to let go, to collapse the contract of the mirror soul. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. But why do the relationships start out so euphoric for most? She said, if they didn't, they wouldn't stay or even have the inkling that they may have work to do to fix things. They would run from the red flags and feel much too triggered. Rather, the mirror soul ignites a deep compassion, love, and safety net at first, which is an invitation for you to create your own network of feeling this way rather than seeking externally. And then when you have that feeling of being held, it is time for the trigger event and to begin the deep work. So I want to talk about um, narcissism for a quick second here, because this is what she was starting to get into. And I think we'll continue the conversation on that fully another day. But there is a really quick reaction that I find a lot of starseeds and people have um, to the word narcissist, and they're very quick to label it. And what they don't realize is a lot of that behavior that they're seeing is sometimes from this mirror soul contract aspect that everything felt really good at first. And then all of a sudden when that cataclysmic event happens, instead of them remembering that they need to step back and now go on their own, they stay and they try and work it out together when really it's the invitation to go deep within self. And so then the gaslighting starts, then the extra trauma starts, then the extra Akashic loops start layering onto these beings. And then they start reincarnating in these new cycles of just doing this to each other over and over and over again, and always running into each other instead of finding soul sovereignty. And then bowing and saying thank you, and then going back on their way, right? Okay, so then I asked, I said, thank you for that explanation. So are there any instances of a twin flame or mirror soul scenario where the trigger never comes or they aren't meant to split? And so what I just said, she kind of explains. She said, not in the original formatting of the plan. No, there are some souls who have become accustomed to what could be called abuse or confusion, though. And rather than taking the invitation to step back and do the shadow work, they create a whole new set of information and Akashic level trauma of being in cycles of depression to joy, back to narcissism, to empathic energy draws, to the word I believe you say is gaslighting, and they call it the give and take of relationships. 
And then I asked, and then what about the people that are using the word twin flame to describe their partner? This was so interesting what she said. She said, two fires coming together burn each other out. Rather, the partners or loves of your life that you choose to walk beside in this incarnation are your soul family and closest allies to completing your mission earth. They are not your mirror and they are not programmed to fully combust or trigger a dark night within you. They may have self-work to do too. Do not mistake self-work for what we discussed a moment ago. But the partner you choose, the love who gets you, is not you or the mirror soul. End transmission. <laughs> so that one was a Tigetan Pleiadian. Yeah. 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 I'm really interested to see how you guys feel about those two channels and what is coming through from you guys for both of them. Like, did one of them resonate with more than the other? Did one have the tones that like hit you more than a different way? Um, be really yeah, interesting very, to see. Very different tones, very different feels, but very similar kind of stories happening here which was really interesting it seems like the theme of it is like this is a contract that is for a very specific purpose and when we try to hold it in place after it's done that's where we get in trouble like that's the mm -hmm. overarching theme that I picked up in both channels yeah, yeah. okay so the other question um, was about desire and Violet, you can, yours is longer. So you go first on this one. Okay. So the question was, um, I have a question about desire and the spiritual ego. I know that desire is productive, but it can also be the source of suffering and unsatisfaction. I do not care about financial wealth, status, or reputation. I'm here to do good work, benefit others, reduce their suffering, and experience joy. I would love a galactic perspective on desire. I catch my spiritual ego all the time desiring to be better or to do more for others. It's almost comical how my spiritual ego believes something must be added to me to advance. It wants to be wiser, more knowledgeable, more peaceful, etc. What's the galactic perspective on desire other than a creative force? There seems to be such a fine line between it being creative versus harmful. This question was amazing. Like when I read it, I was like, I've never heard a question like this before, but it's so telling about where you are as a person. And really, like, I just love this question. So I'm so glad that we chose it to do this channeling. Um, so the the being that came through was a Mintakan Orion. And um, she felt kind, it was kind of androgynous feeling, but a little bit more like feminine feeling. Um, and I'm just going to call her she just for ease. Um, the name that she gave me was like Rio, sort of. Again, names are not really my strong suit, but that's kind of what I got was like a Rio kind of a name. So here's what she had to say. Uh, you are correct. There is great creative power in your desire, but believing it comes from a place of ego is your downfall. That is not the true source of it. You are not meant to simply stay still and not reach for more. The universe is ever expanding and you along with it. But I think you might be asking about the desires that come from lack. Those that we grab onto in order to fill a hole or yearning within us that is not interpreted by your human form correctly. Not that you are wrong to want whatever you do for in everything there is value and the ability to learn and grow and have experiences that do so, whether you perceive them to be positive or negative but that you are misinterpreting the signals your body gives you by also assigning meaning to your cravings. That is not necessarily true. For instance, one might feel the desire for cake or sweets when the actual source of said desire is fun and adventure or love and being held. 
but you have assigned a meaning of fun or love to the sweets. And so your body shows you them as a symbol of what you are craving. But in reality, you desire connection, adventure, and expansion in your learnings. Do not make it a wrongness to want. Desire is your compass. It shows you where you want to go and what you are meant to do here on planet Earth. In fact, it is not just a humanly experience, but you distort it so when you assign false meaning to the signals from your humanly body, which is not so abnormal. After all, your body is a machine that you are just learning to work with, many of you for the first time, and many of you have been denying your connection to this body for eons. If you can start being curious about where the ping that comes with the desire, the craving comes from, and not assume that it is something bad for you, then you can find the true source of your desire and line up with it. And I will leave you with this. Do not make yourself wrong for your desires. Others do that enough to you. Your true desires are connected to your soul path, and that is where you ought to be aligned. We love you, dear starseeds. Follow your desires, for they point your way home. I loved that message. It's so good. Yeah. And it's so men talking right there. It's like layered. It's colored. There's metaphors. There's like all of these different textures to it to help you wrap your head around it. And that's why it's like, we'll do violets first because when I connected into this question, I had an Andromedan come forward and you guys will see how different their take and energy on it is. And the way they describe it is just so different. You guys pay attention to this. Let me know what you pick up. Um, so same question. Here's the answer they said. Desire in its truest form is the echo of the soul from within the ethers calling you forward to your soul's mission and understanding of energetic growth, evolution, and change. You are not meant for stagnancy or to only make do with what you've got. The whole point of being human is the great playground of exchange that may happen in real time on your beloved planet. And in this way, it is denial of greater forces when one holds oneself back from growth, seeking knowledge, putting into action, and going on to exchange once more with the next being around them. Desire in its purest form is not greedy. It is expressive and curious, and it is most definitely a gateway or a portal if you um, if you will, into the expansion possible for the soul's advancement and growth. When one forgets to dream, to ask, to seek, to know, one often stifles the evolutionary pathway and the great exchanges we have all signed up for on earth. There is a missed opportunity. But with everything, as you have well become to know, there is a shadow or a dark draw to desire when it comes from a place of one-upping or competition or having the edge. One must be aware of the motive to one's own desires. If it is bridled with envy or jealousy or the need to prove, this is where we have crossed the line into the realms of shadow and stepped out of our alignment with soul. Done. <laughs> so different. Yeah but also very so similar. Right? Yeah. So what an Andromedan will tell you in like, I don't know, what is that? Eight sentences? A Mintakin will take paragraphs. a day. Like I've got like six paragraphs here from them and they're just like flowery language and coming up with like, yeah, all these wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, repeatable things. Yeah, it's just very, very different tone but I loved both messages personally. Yeah. The Andromedans do have that very, like what we could perceive as a guru type, like vibe. They will have that very much. We know all we see all because that's what they do. They literally gather data for, from everywhere and sync it all together. All layers, all dimensions, all experiences, all timelines, forward, back, present. Now 
they're kind of like this walking know-it-all library of everything. And so when they do share something, they don't need all the fluff. It's like, this is what it is because we've compiled all of the data. <laughs> it's really fascinating. They are like the epitome of a conclusive philosopher. That's how I would put it. Totally. Yeah. And then the Mintak and Orions are so expressive and artistic and colorful and like, they're like this interesting mix of focused on self and doing for, for me and expressing my own, but also seeing how that ripples out and affects the community. It's, it's a completely opposite kind of expression. Yeah. I love that we both had like different beings on both questions come through yeah. because it just helps everything to land so much better. Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and wrap it up for today. Um, thank you guys for coming and tuning in this afternoon. Super appreciate you bringing your time.